Welcome to the Speed Live. Today's topic, we're going to talk Star Wars. Who am I? I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. Uh, I can't talk Star Wars alone. Um, well, I mean, I guess I could, but it'd be kind of weird. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, that's why I brought two lovely guests here for you guys today. Uh, right below me, uh, right, right below me, no, right below me, uh, we got uh, Matt Mori. Uh, musician, musician, man, uh, musician, man. Uh, we got Matt. Uh, Matt, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Doing good. I'm glad I could hear you. That's uh, that's step one in live streaming. Okay. People. So uh, we should have tested this out before. Not right I, now. I was no, kidding. I was testing it out. But uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I, was I have to. I, I have to click back and forth between what's output and what's not. <laughs> Uh, so that they don't gotcha. hear us talking for the whole 15 minute countdown or whatever. So, you know, yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Uh, that's your time. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having so me. much. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Next to Matt, uh, to Matt's right, I guess <laughs> not in real time, like not in, you know, in real time and space, but, uh, you know, we got Steve Homan, comedian extraordinaire. Uh, Steve, how you doing, buddy? Long time no see. Doing all right. I know it's been a while, but uh, down in San Diego, um, in the uh, in my in my garage in my man cave, because my uh, I have a newborn baby and he's he's sleeping upstairs. I don't want to wake him. Yeah. Uh, they they don't sleep well, so uh, you you don't want to disturb that. What is what is up with babies? Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not sleeping. That's what's that's what's up with with baby. But but he's awesome. He's rad. He's, he's, he's a not rad, much of a crier. Rad, so rad I, yeah. baby. He's a rad baby. He's a rad baby. <laughs> Left out. Uh, well, thanks for uh, coming on the show. You're uh, uh, first time dad. Uh, you know, yeah. very, uh, You know, you got a mint condition. I don't think he you could send yeah. him back, and it's not even it's not even used. I don't think. You know, you know, and they won't take him back. That's the thing. So I'm, oh. I'm, I'm stuck. But it's great being here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, thanks for coming on the show uh, again. I know we've maybe I'm just getting to that age where like people I know are parents now, and it's like now the guests that I get on the show, uh, you know, sometimes have kids. Like last night on the Keegback, uh, James Stebick has a kid. Well, he has two kids now, and it's like, oh, I guess we're. Uh, we're at that age, huh? I'm the one behind. Okay. Hey, I, it took me a long time. I really snuck it in before. I, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And I'm George Clooney age. So yeah, there's time. There's always time. We always have time. So no, uh, no rush. As guys, we have time, I guess. Uh, you know, mm. that's uh, there. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look, I, all I know is I want to know my great, great, great grandchildren, you know? So I got to get started at some point, you know? That's true. That's yeah. true. Or I could pull an emperor. <clears throat> I could pull an emperor and like... Just clone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just clone myself and hook myself up to yeah. some big machine that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but that's... No, I, I'm just glad that I got to put all the pieces together. I don't want to get too far ahead, but... That uh, all my questions could be answered in uh, news leaks over the last five months. Uh, so you know, don't explain it in the movie. Yeah. Explain it in news leaks. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a much better way, you know, uh, of filmmaking. We 
it's like even though it's the most recent and most topical, uh, we'll talk of we'll talk Rise of Skywalker at the end. We're gonna go in chronological order today. Yeah. I feel like that's the <laughs> that's the best way. I'm talking like real life chronological. Uh, it's so weird with the Star Wars. They came out with the original trilogy, then the prequel trilogy, then the sequel trilogy. So do you watch it four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine? Do you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? Uh, Steve has a newborn child, but when Joaquin grows up, like at what order do you do you watch it with him? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pose that question to Steve first, and then Matt. Like, what's your preferred order for Star Wars? Yeah, it's it's something that I've actually been thinking about a lot because it's you know in, in like five years it's going to be time to start five or six years it's going to be time to start having them enjoy that yeah so there's like there's part of me that's like uh, uh, I I wouldn't mind starting with like one and two and then going to the original and then and then showing three there's like that kind of a thing plus episode one is probably the lightest fair out of all of them. Not saying yeah. that it's great, but kids seem to like it because yeah. uh, it's just not real heavy, you know, no. but then there's the idea of like uh, four or five, then show the prequel and then, you know, do yeah. return of the Jedi. So I'm not, I, it's, I'm, I'm tossed up in the air, but um, I, I definitely think that you need to alter if you're going to show it to somebody that has never seen it before, because you don't want to ruin the, um, the empire strikes back. You, know, yeah. you don't want to ruin that moment of I am your father. Yeah. Like you, it's about constructing it for that moment. For me, yeah. that's what I, I'm going to be thinking about. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I've heard that if you go into the star Wars movies, not knowing that Darth Vader is the father, that you could essentially do episode four, then episode one, two, three, or no, then episode. How did the people say it? Four and five, right? No, but if you could, if you do it up to the point where he says, like right before he says, "I'm your father," then we go watch this fantastical story about Luke's father. Then we see him turn to Vader. And then there's the reveal mm -hmm. that way. Like, if you watch 1, 2, and 3 without knowing that Anakin turns to Vader, is it a whole different experience? You know what I mean? Matt, what do you think about that? Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm going to show, you know, whatever, if I ever have children. Yeah. Uh, probably just going to do the, from, from episode 4 all the way to 6, to the prequels, that sort of thing. I think that's kind of... To me, it just makes the most sense when you watch it in the context of the others, with with the exception of, um, you know, since they changed Return of the Jedi and put uh, Hayden Christensen at the end of at the end of yeah. uh, Return of the Jedi, kind of messes it, <laughs> messes up. You're gonna be watching it the first time, like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, yeah, Just some some guy out of nowhere. So, yeah, um, no, I mean, the prequels were designed for us to already have knowledge of the original trilogy, right? Right. I mean, so I think it's kind of important to have that. Um, just my thoughts. Um, yeah. I, I am kind of intrigued with all like the different orders people are talking about, like the, the machete order and everything. Uh, what is it like four or five? Then you watch two, three, then six, and then go on. You don't even watch one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's kind uh, of something. Yeah. My, my only concern is for the new generation, like everyone now, let alone babies when they grow <laughs> up, but like, uh, right. 
whether they're if they watch one, two, and three, and then they go to four, five, and six, whether they're just gonna be bored by four, five, six. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought about that a too. Tonal I have a yeah, you know? I have a friend who who never saw Star Wars. Then Battlefront came out. And he started playing Battlefront, so he wanted to to know um, the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And so he's, I just found out he had them, and he said, "Oh, I started watching one, two, three first because <laughs> that's the order they come in the box set." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I was like, oh no, why did you do that?" So, um, oh, yeah, man. it was it was a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, though, with Clone Wars, like kids love Clone Wars, and it's something that like a, a parents can watch too. So you can do one, two, Clone Wars three, and uh, you know, see how that goes. But I don't know. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to dive in and doing like the essential twenty Clone Wars to okay. lead up to watch the final season. Yeah, I'm actually really impressed. It's a really like the. <clears throat> Yeah, at least the episodes that they're like, watch these ones. I'm like, yeah. whoa, these are these are pretty heavy. Like, yeah. uh, really neat. Like, you really get a lot of uh, little moments of Anakin kind of do his thing, and then Osaka, she's uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka's yeah. like freaking what a great character she is. Yeah. Um, like, especially if you watch the Clone Wars movie, that first one, which is kind of like, man, um, she's yeah. not that impressive yeah. in that. But as you see her, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a great series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been so long. Like, it's it's hard. I remember when Clone Wars came out, it's been 12 years. They got seven seasons out in 12 years because they, you know, essentially got canceled twice, right? And so uh, they they had yeah. seven years, 12, no, 12 years, seven seasons. And I remember because I was teaching kids when Clone Wars first came out, and so, like, they were telling me about, like, Commander Cody and all that. And I'm like, oh, okay. They were, like, telling me all these clone names. And I'm like, oh, cool. And so, like, those kids were really into it. Those kids are probably, like, in high school now. Like, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's so weird. Uh, the point being is that, uh, uh, I mean, Clone Wars is really good. Uh, but before Clone Wars, before everything, let's take a um, – Let's take a trip back down memory lane uh, to the original trilogy because, you know, they came out first. Uh, I know that Matt and I weren't alive uh, around that time. Uh, Steve, I don't want to date you, but... Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all, I told you, you have, you you have time for these kids. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell, uh, I, I remember... tell us about your experiences, uh, you know, I, in, the, I, in the Stone I Age. actually... Uh, yeah, when I was like a little kid, like four or five, that's it was like Star Wars was Empire had just came out, um, and then you know I was what six years old, five years old when Jedi came out. But I had I had lots of older siblings. I'm the youngest of seven, so there was a ton of us, yeah. all of us into Star Wars. And I remember going over to my cousin's house, and they had a uh, laser disc. So they had Star yeah. Wars on laser disc, where like you, you it was like a, a record player. Yeah. In the middle of the movie, you had to flip the disc <laughs> and right, okay. see. But I remember like seeing Star Wars like that and being like blown away that you could watch Star Wars at home, and then seeing like Empire at the uh, the one dollar theater in Downey, um, seeing Empire there on like a, as an old movie leading up to when Jedi came out, and seeing that multiple times with uh, with my with my brothers and stuff, and it was like Ewoks and Tauntauns and. Luke Skywalker were like 
everything, you know, to me as a little tiny kid. So yeah, um, yeah it's been a part of my life since the beginning. When, at what point did Star Wars, because Star Wars when it came out was a phenomenon, right? Everybody and their mom was seeing Star Wars. At what point did Star Wars become for geeks? And like, like I'm sure th- there's time between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy that came out in 99 where like it was no longer cool to dress up like Star Wars characters and that wave had crested. At what point was that? Like where you could just be like shunned for liking Star Wars or dressing up, you know, for Halloween or something. I don't know. Do you feel like there was a time? I would think like when the, like that first trilogy book came out in the uh, late eighties or when was that? The early nineties. Like if you were super pumped about that, like that's a good sign that like you were in a different place than everybody else who forgot about it. Like that's, Oh yeah. Star Wars, but whatever it's, you know, we're on to the next thing. I would think, I thought that was like a, a moment where I, I was freaked out to like get these books yeah. uh, as a middle schooler. And uh, like, yeah, I was like still like any kind of Star Wars news, any, because at that time they were even leaking, like there was rumors that Lucas had another trilogy or yeah. um, that there was actually like it is now where there's the six movies or yeah. no, not six movies. Uh, yeah. No, nine movies. Um there's six more. Um, right. So there was like always that kind of thing, you know, to like for you people, you know, that were really into it. Um, and then, you know, then, then there was the, the conventions and that, that made, you know, started percolating up too. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you and I would have had similar experiences growing up, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the nineties before the prequel trilogy came out where, uh, Star Wars really didn't have anything new. And like episodes one, two, and three were always like, oh, one day Lucas will do it. Like one day Lucas will do episodes one, two, and three. But who knows when that yeah, will yeah. be and what those will be about. <clears throat> and it's like a pipe dream, you know? Uh, release the Snyder Cut. No. Uh, you know, it's kind of like that. But uh, <laughs> how do you feel about Star Wars growing up? Because, uh, again, our experiences would have been very similar in that respect, time-wise. Yeah, I think m- my first introduction to Star Wars was, uh, like, family trip to Disneyland and went on Star Tours. I had no idea what Star Wars was. Yeah. And my dad told me, like, you know, there's a movie about this and everything. And I was like, oh, really cool. And my, uh, my, my parents didn't watch Star Wars Um my dad's not, it's not really my dad's thing. He doesn't really care too much about, yeah. you know, adventure movies or anything like that in general. So, uh, you know, I just asked him to, asked him to rent it one day. We rented it and I watched it at home on VHS on a little, you know, CRT television. Yeah. And, you know, that was my, that was my introduction to Star Wars. Um, didn't really see any of the sequels until much later. Uh, actually, like, The Empire like Strikes episode, Back. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those, sequels, yeah. Like, yeah. like Empire Strikes, yeah. Those sequels. Uh, like Empire Strikes Back, I had never I hadn't seen it, and you know, one day it was just like around my my house, and like it was on because like TBS would show all the movies back to back, and I just happened to walk in on the scene where Luke and Darth Vader are, you know, right there fighting, oh. and then uh, that's how I found out that Darth Vader was Luke's father. I walked in on TBS and <laughs> saw it, and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, 
So that was my that was my experience. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't always so thrilled about it as a young child until, you know, until they started being re-released for the special editions. And then I got really excited about it. Um, so that that was kind of my my, uh, my experience. I I don't I didn't have cable growing up. I got cable maybe like fourth grade or something. And like so most mm-hmm. of my maybe yeah, fourth grade, fifth grade, uh fourth grade. But the point being is I don't remember Star Wars being on TV. I never watched Star Wars on TV. Like I would have just watched it by myself. But I was late to the Star Wars yeah. game. My my parents uh didn't uh my parents didn't really like Star Wars, no Star Wars. They don't do science fiction. Even to this day, like, it's too much yeah. for them, you know? And, like, uh, so it was just me, and I'm the firstborn. Like, Steve, you're youngest of seven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy. That's, and like, yeah. you, you know, you get your, you, what, what's kind of cool, you can pick and choose your own interests, kind of, unless all six other kids, you know, like one thing. I guess, but like I was firstborn, so I I, <laughs> I was in, yeah, what, was I was indoctrinated, yeah, yeah, I was uh, indoctrinated. I was like, I didn't ever really have a choice. Yeah, uh, I uh, I'm firstborn, and so it's like it's not like I had anyone handing Star Wars down to me, and I didn't have cable. So really, I started my first earliest memory of Star Wars was. What year did uh, the special edition come out? 97? 97. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going when I was in college to go see those. Yeah. If that tells you my age. (laughs) Uh, It might have been before 97. Might have been around that time. But I remember when the special edition came out, but I didn't go see it in theaters. I uh, first saw A New Hope at my friend's place. Cause we used to carpool together. So my mom used to drop me off at his house early in the morning and he had new hope on VHS. So we took like two days to watch it before school. Uh, and that was cool. And I liked it, man. And I liked it. And then my other friend was really into the books. And so I ended up reading the books. So to me growing up, uh, before the prequel trilogy came out, like the only thing you could do is watch those three movies and then read the books. And that's all. You know what I mean? And so I have these are my five Star Wars books. Uh, these three are the Thrawn trilogy. And then this one's Spectre of the Past, Vision of the Future, uh, that came out a little bit later. I think this is the one where Luke gets married to Mara Jade. I think that's why I got mm-hmm. it. Um, but the point being is um, like I was really into the books growing up. Like, my parents would go to Home Depot and I would like have to go and I would take a book and like go to Home Depot and like read my Star Wars books. But it's like the only thing, but I fell in love with the expanded universe that does not exist anymore. Uh, but I think that kind of influenced how I feel about the Star Wars movies. And I mean, we can go over it later more, but basically I like the peripheral Star Wars stuff better than the Star Wars movies. I like the Star Wars movies. But I think that the Star Wars movies should be very... I don't think Star Wars movies should deviate from their uh, uh, outline, from their, you know, from their path. Uh, let the expanded universe deal with the minutia and the, the, the niche things. You get what I'm saying? That's just my own personal mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you. So when yeah. we get to Last Jedi, when we get to Last Jedi, like I like the nuance that Last Jedi had, but like I think that nuance is better for the peripheral stuff and not for the main uh, movies. You know, main mm. movie is good versus evil, and that's cool. And, like it's that hero's journey, and then the peripheral yeah. stuff is when like you know the real shit happens. And I love the peripheral stuff, but that's just me. Uh, did you did you guys have an experience with the expanded universe? I, I saw like I, the Thrawn trilogy. I read that when it first came out. It's been a long time since I read it, but yeah. I was like one of those kids that was out getting that book and writing book reports on on those books for my like the 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 reading that you know I would have to do anyways. But I was like, oh, this is great. I'm gonna get you know hit two birds with one stone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, th those are great books though. Those are awesome. And it felt like at that time where we were so thirsty for, uh, for, for more star Wars because there was nothing. Um, it was, it was so great. That was awesome. I mean, and, and so funny, uh, Matt, you brought up star tours. Cause that was one of those mm -hmm. things that, you know, going to Disneyland every summer uh, or whatever, uh, as many, as much as you can as a kid, that was another thing that was like, oh yes, get my Star Wars fix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Live Star like, Wars. Like experience that was it too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. cool. Uh, like, yeah. I, hey, it got me into Star Wars. I probably wouldn't. I probably would have gotten to it way later if it wasn't. Yeah, bad, so. yeah, yeah. With with me, but, that, but that's and... that was my. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Steve, uh, Steve, what were you saying? What were you saying, Steve? That was your what? Oh, I was just saying, but that. That was my my extend like as far as the extended universe goes. It was those three books, and then um, high school and I don't know stuff happened. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed those three. I enjoyed those three books a, a lot when at that time. Yeah, uh, not only Star Wars, but like I think there was a there was like a uh, there was a thing in like not only pop culture but like social life where it's like like geeks didn't have the power that we do now uh like geek stuff wasn't as big or like it was considered niche and like like literally you can just make fun of like oh star wars you like star wars you're a virgin haha <laughs> like go yeah. go uh and, and by the way you you can cuss in this show just so you guys know uh i was about to and then now it's too late I've missed my 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 window of opportunity, but still, the point being is, what I mean is, uh, uh, you know, you're a virgin, you, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, go play with your toys. Uh, you like Star Wars? That's for nerds. Um, but now, yeah. obviously, it's a whole different landscape. Now, it's like, why are we yucking people's yum? You know what I mean? Like that's that's it yeah. now. Back in the day, everybody got their yums yucked. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> it was hard to find stuff though too it was like you go to walden books and hopefully they have some cool stuff like yeah even like the uh art art books and things like that i mean I'm, not that we're talking about this but i was like really as a kid i was really into robotech and it was like a chore to just uh i don't know if you guys know robotech at all or not but I like know, trying roughly. to find this yeah, like trying to find like niche stuff like that or trying to find a video store that had like anime was impossible or like anything like that. Now it's the easiest thing in the world to find everything, oh, whatever yeah. you want from the comfort of your home. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. If, you know, I, I, it it's was crazy. Uh, Matt, uh, did you ever dress up like a mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars character growing up? 
Uh, I mean, on Halloween, I dressed up as Darth Vader. That's that's about it. <laughs> I had the. It wasn't even correct. It had like a white lightsaber. I don't know. Oh, it was like the real Darth Vader mask, but it had a white lightsaber. I don't know. Was I mean, the, that's all. I, the I didn't. Full, really it was the full mask. No, no. I mean, it was the actual design. It was just rubber. It had like a little strap on the back. Oh. Um, but I mean, it was Darth Vader. It was licensed. Yeah. It said Star Wars, but he had a white lightsaber apparently. So yeah, I, I dressed uh, up as Darth Vader with a lightsaber. I, I had a Darth Vader costume also for Halloween. Um, it was a half mask, so it was yeah, it was in the front. And then yeah, it was a cheap plastic. Um, it's kind of that plastic, like if you keep it outside in the sun for for a day, like it shatters, like that kind of cheap. Plastic, oh yeah, yeah, okay. You know, but it's uh, oh, cheap okay. plastic. Oh, you mean like the top, the top piece, the or what? Oh, no, you're saying the, the whole, front, the whole half. The front, mask. I got you. Yeah, it was the front, front half. Yeah, uh, it was the front half, and so yeah, mine was uh, like it was like the half, and it had like a little cloth cover on top that you would put on top and it would be oh yeah no out. not yeah not this one it was just like a front half with the band on the round the, the back to hold it mm -hmm. and then like a cloth you know outfit with a cape i didn't have a i didn't even have a mm -hmm. lightsaber back then and uh but like i think that was uh one of my halloween costumes but like it used to be so hard to find halloween costumes like like sure there was a costume store but they didn't have licensed products back then like not as many you yeah. know, like, yeah. Yeah. And, you it, and if you went to like Target or like Walmart or something, it would be those like, do you guys remember those plastic, the costumes that were actually like plastic shirts, like, and it had the crappy plastic mask, like the, like you yeah, can yeah. find yeah, stuff like that. Like, I think so. But <laughs> they were the worst costumes. I like, you'd be way better off making, like having mom help you or make mom make yeah. your own costume. Like it was a sign of like laziness yeah. to go and buy the crappy plastic $5 costume uh, right. at those places. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, that being said, they're for kids. So it's like, yeah, they're going to outgrow it anyway. So eh, right. we'll see. It's like right. co cosplay cosplay now, like for conventions and everything is so crazy. But back in the day, like, like it was so tough to find the things you needed and like now they yeah. sell bat like they sell like movie authentic batman suits like all over the place and it's like where was that like you had to get that custom made <laughs> back in the day yeah and when i mean back yeah. in the day i mean when i was in high school when i was in high school i was looking at buying and i wasn't i, I wouldn't have done it my parents would have slapped me but like there was like a thousand dollar batman begins uh uh, uh suit that I was gonna, I was like, I want to just get it and just like film things with it, and it's like but, <laughs> you're gonna actually wear it, not just for display. You'd actually wear it. Go I right? would wear it yeah. and like film, but then I realized also now I'm now I'm 32 and I'm not the same size that I was when Batman Begins came no. out, so I wouldn't have been able to wear it for that long, you know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I know we're getting off topic, but yeah. you remember that guy that dressed up as Batman and like when all those people were dressed up as clowns and like scaring people around? You could have <laughs> been the Batman guy going to beat up all those clowns. <laughs> uh, that'd be the dream. That'd be the dream. Um, w w now, Expanded Universe lasted us until 1999. Uh, when 1999 happened, episode one came out. Uh, I, I, did you guys have any thoughts about episode one before it came out? Like, I remember seeing the trailer in theaters and being really excited for it. 
Um, yeah. Was there any, was your lead up to episode one any different than actually seeing episode one? How did you guys feel about that? It, I think I, I had the, the journey that a lot of people did at that time. I was so excited. Couldn't wait to see it. In fact, I, uh, between like the John Williams score, pod races and lightsaber fights, like I convinced myself it was good enough to see four times until that fourth time where I'm like, this is not that great. <laughs> this is yeah. not, this is not star. This is not the star Wars I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, so it was like a slow, like, uh, and so by the time that the next one came out, I was like, didn't give, I didn't give a shit at all. Like, I did yeah. not care, uh, that much about attack of the clones. Cause I just, yeah. Like, uh, so anyways, that was my journey. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was kind of, kind of similar I, I mean i remember seeing the trailer on the news or whatever um because it, you didn't really have the internet to to look up trailers like you do now um and i remember they talking about it people were going to the theater just to watch the trailer and then leaving you know yeah. the movie was in i was like what <laughs> that's so much so they showed it on on tv so i saw it and i was like oh it's, it looks pretty fun i mean yeah. i got excited for the uh the lead up you know i was was what 10 years old and the special editions came out and I watched those to death and I was 12 when, uh, when episode one was happening. So it was, it was kind of, I mean, I'm still excited and everything. And then, um, my dad who doesn't like star Wars, <laughs> took us to go see it. Me and my sister. Yeah. And we watched it and I was like, it was just another movie to me at that time. Yeah. And then, you know, I was in high school, you know, cause the next one came out in like Oh two or something. I was a sophomore in high school and, you know, being a, sophomore in high school after it's kind of just shifted a lot and i just was not nearly excited after uh, after episode one came out yeah for the rest of it yeah mm-hmm. um I, I didn't see episode one in theaters also the huge hype for episode one like people were camping out and like living on the street oh, yeah. for a week and it's like what are you doing? And so like, what's cool is like, or what's funny is you can see interviews of people before they see episode yeah, yeah. one and they are like fucking pumped and they're like, they're living in tents, you know? <laughs> and it's like, they are super excited for episode one. They're like, it's going to be the best thing ever. It's the next, you know, it's the second coming. Right. And then they come out of the theater being like, Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was good. And then, like, it's kind of it's kind of hit them that, like, I think this was a false prophet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, hey, yeah. yeah. I, there was one interview guy who was asking, uh, he was asking, does anybody think this movie's going to be lousy? Before they all saw it, everyone's like, no! Everyone's getting all booing him and everything. It's yeah. Just, yeah, everyone's all fired up. <laughs> and it's like, oh. I, I will say this. Uh, I, I will say this. By the time Revenge of the Sith came out, like, I actually really like the Revenge of Sith. I, I enjoy it. I could watch it over and over again. Now the there's a lot less di- dialogue between Hidden Christian and or uh, Anakin and Padme, and I think that helps quite a bit. Yeah, because uh, they're so cringy. But it's I really enjoy that one. So like uh, I, I you know I have to say my feelings now about the prequels are a little bit more nuanced than it was when they were coming out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I remember seeing Attack of the Clones, being like, "Well, I mean, there's more action, but what a what a what an awful awful mess." Um, yeah. And actually, I 
I really think they were close to being like really good if George Lucas would have done a couple different things. Like uh, yeah. the story, you know, is is actually it's. I mean, the the structure of everything is actually really good. I thought. Um, yeah. Anyways, I I feel like in the in the original trilogy four five six were there any scenes that were there just to waste time? Because I feel like there was a lot of scenes in one two, not three. But in episodes one and two, there's a lot of scenes just to waste time. Like in episode two, when they're in the droid factory and they're just like kind of jumping through things and it's like, oh no. And it's like, huh? And it's like, it's just there to waste time. Pod racing, also there to waste time. (laughs) I've enjoyed the pod racing. Yeah, it's fun to watch. But it doesn't serve serve a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, oh, still, I mean, the, still toys and video games. The right? video game was amazing. Hey, but you know what? I, I will say this. That's, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but the sequel trilogy is missing that aspect that made the first two trilogies really fun is they would throw shit in there that you'd want to buy the toys and play the video games. There's like nothing, I don't think, in any of the new movies where you're like, oh, that's distinctly sequel trilogy I need to buy that toy. Like, yeah. like, or, you know, it's like, you know, or like, it, I'm not going to buy the toys because I'm just not that kind of fan. I'm more yeah. of a, like enjoying the, the media of it. Yeah. But like, there were, I, I'd still have that, like, Oh, that's so cool. I just want to pick it up and play with it. There's nothing in the new ones where I, I appreciate that about George Lucas, that he would take his uh, creative guys and be like, make cool shit, make some yeah. cool stuff. I don't like, know. I, would, <laughs> so, I, feel, I feel like I would have to disagree a little bit. Uh, how you guys in the comments? You guys watching it? Uh, watching this? Uh, let us know. Uh, do you feel like the new trilogy has less toys or less opportunity for toys and and and, and that kind of magic there? Because I feel like people would have ripped uh, the new trilogy apart even more had they had like just been toy bait. You know, like that little that little droid in in episode nine that doesn't serve any purpose. Deal. What's his name? <laughs> that, that is definitely Dio. 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 Yeah. Dio. Dio. Okay. Dio. He serves yeah. no purpose whatsoever other than to sell toys, right? Yeah. That's true. It, a BB-8 and Dio. That, yeah. Those are your two. Yeah. But the at least BB-8 is a character. Though, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like a. It's not like a. Yeah. But it's not the same as like a pod racer, right? <laughs> or like all these different vehicles that they had in the, the prequel trilogies and everything. Yeah, but I, I, I really don't know. think they still have like expansive Lego sets with the new trilogy. Like those have been like still crazy expansive Lego sets. Like that's where those like mm-hmm. I don't think kids buy the huge the gunships. Like I don't think like I, kids buy those toys where it's just the ship. I feel like kids buy the Lego sets now. You know. I don't know. It's true. Also, we're like the action figures out of that age, you know. (laughs) We don't really know. (laughs) But but as far as the 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 prequels go, I think that like even that scene in the factory and stuff like that. If there wasn't such an over reliance on CGI as a crutch, like if the if he would have just if somebody was just there to say just dial it back, let's do a little bit more practical sets blending it with the CGI, let's make it less busy, let's let somebody else 
write dialogue and let's get three directors to direct them. So you're the producer and the major major writer, George Lucas. Like that's I think yeah. They would have been freaking great. Those would have been really good. But he, I don't think he's, there's a documentary on him directing um, episode one. Uh-huh. And he's like sitting back, like super bored while directing actors. And you can tell like the acting comes out yeah, in a way where they, they're searching the act. And, and as an actor, like I'm, I'm looking at that and I feel, and Dimitri, I'm sure you can feel the same way. Like I feel bad for them yeah. because the, the only one, the only two characters were like, screw it, I'm doing my thing is Ewan McGregor and um, Liam Neeson. Like, they're good enough actors where they didn't need someone to, like, direct them. Whereas, yeah. like, poor Hayden Christensen is probably getting nothing yeah. from George Lucas. Yeah. And it shows, you know? It shows in the movie. Yeah. It's like playing pro ball and not having a coach. Right? Right. It's like, okay. A better oh, player so- can... Oh, sorry. What? A veteran player could totally yeah. coach themselves and like, I don't need it. I don't need you to tell me what to do. Yeah. And and yeah. Yeah. Um, Good analogy, I, Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, Hayden Christensen just got signed to play pro ball. Like, good for him. <clears throat> you know, if he has the chops, he has the chops. But like, what does he do? Like, what can you do? Uh, Natalie Portman too, amazing actress, and like, what can she work with? She's an Academy Award, doesn't she? For Black Swan, was it? Yeah, I think she worked yeah. for Black Swan. Yeah, I mean, and she was a good actress before that too. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hardly her of... first outing too. She was like yeah. a child actress, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really. Um, what's the one of the assassins? She's like the. Uh, oh God, what's that one called? The, the professional. Uh, the professional. She's yeah. A, She's fantastic in that. She's what ten or something like that, or twelve yeah. or some some. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, the movie's full of good actors. All three of them have like yeah, great great actors in it. Um, yeah. I was talking Chris to Lee. someone. Uh, it, I was talking to someone about the original or about the uh, prequel trilogy, where the the rise of uh, the emperor is my favorite part. Now, as I go back. The politics actual part interests me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And, uh, yeah, uh, and, but part of me is like seeing this, like, you know, like the emperor gets absolute power and like the, he dissolves the Senate at the beginning of episode four, I think. The Senate has just been dissolved. Um, but the point being, it's just a puppet government because he's just the dictator. Well, isn't that kind of like Lucas in one, two, and three? Because like, in episodes four, five, and six, like he he got other directors, he got other people to 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 give their input. But in one, two, and three, like he's the emperor, and like that's the downfall <laughs> oh, of the George prequel. Lucas. You're, yeah, you're saying, yeah, George well, Lucas. I mean, has like all the power. Document has been trying three. to get. He's tried to get other people to direct it, and I think. Steven Spielberg was one who's really trying hard to, to get to yeah. direct it. And uh-huh. Steven's like, nah. <laughs> I mean, whether or not yeah. he didn't want it back out or whatever, but he said, no, yeah. this is yours, George. But, you know, that could have been just him saying, like, yeah. Spielberg was this. never, would never have done Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Spielberg well, I mean, would have I mean, why do you, it. But, like, they did all the indies together. I mean, yeah. it's a good, it's a, I mean, it's mostly a good combo when, when done properly. Uh, yeah. At least two of the three or two of the four are 
fantastic. One's okay and one's not so good. But um, that's a good comma. But I think, yeah, it's Steven Spielberg. I think he tried to get some other directors too yeah, to get in there. Other people. And just everyone was like, no, no, no. But if they would have said yes, and you had somebody, if imagine Steven Spielberg pushing back on things like he would listen to Steven Spielberg. Like would he? he needed people around him to help push back, help guide and, and uh, help him out. And maybe he was just, I don't know. Maybe I, it's weird. It, it's, it's, it just shows that being the emperor, like you're saying, Dimitri, is not a good thing. No. One voice is not good. It's better no. to have that, that group of like being vetted, like that Pixar thing where they, uh, they, they like beat the tar out of ideas until they get into a really good place. Uh, that's the kind of place where you want to be. Uh, that's where Star Wars should be for sure. Yeah. I, I think the best thing, and Matt, you can back me up on this, uh, at least. Uh, Clone Wars, for me, is one of the best things to happen to the prequel trilogy because it expands on everything that he couldn't expand on. Like, again, episodes one, one and two had a lot of filler that you don't need. But episode three is really rushed because it's like it needs to wrap everything up and get to the point. But Clone Wars that takes yeah, place yeah. between two and three gets to expand on everything and just take their time and do what they want. And it ends beautifully. Mm. Uh, the, the final episode came out the, uh, the other day and, like, it ends beautifully and it does everything that the uh, prequel trilogy could not. Uh, Matt, what are your what are your thoughts on Clone Wars? Um, you know, Clone Wars. Uh, as far as like, the prequel era um, of Star Wars, is definitely not my favorite, and I, I kind of find it a chore to watch a lot of it. The Clone Wars is definitely the only, uh, you know, the only. Um, it's the only thing I really like in the, the whole prequel era. So I, I like the. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say. I, I like it. I enjoy it. It still has like the 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 stink of the prequels for me when I watch it. Oh. I kind of think like, man, I I just kind of would rather be watching original trilogy stuff. But um, it's still good. I still enjoy it. I still watch through the whole the whole series. I watched through it pretty rushed, binged it, you know. And so nothing really sticks out to me. I'd be interested. I I think you we said it off camera. Um, there are twenty episodes leading up to the the new season. I'd like to revisit those and mm-hmm. kind of see that again from, from another, um, yeah. you know, leading up to it. But um, yeah, I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. it. It was something I enjoyed watching. I watched every episode and um, it didn't really do much for me. It's just kind of just interesting to see characters and better, <laughs> better versions of themselves than they are in the movies. Yeah. Like, like uh, Clone Wars Anakin is so much more uh, enjoyable to watch. Like, Hayden Christensen turning into Darth Vader, I think didn't really care, but like Clone Wars Anakin, uh, I cared a lot, you know, um, seeing that the end of Clone Wars with Darth Vader looking at Ahsoka's lightsaber and the, the mask and everything. Is yeah. Knowing that's Clone Wars Anakin is a lot more impactful to me. Yeah. So. You see the struggle with Anakin and like, I'm a firm believer that like episode one shouldn't have been what it what it was like i think episode one two and three should have been started off with teenager anakin and then going from there like you can then go over his past you can do whatever but you can redo some rewrites to not have a kid actor we don't need that and Mm -hmm. have it more serious stuff but clone wars at least goes over like the downfall of anakin his 
temper tantrums. Right, right. He does love Padme, but he but his love does not like his anger surpasses his love, right? Like that's kind of the whole point of it. Like he's just more angry than loving, and that's what he'll always be. Um, and Clone Wars kind of uh, expands on that, but like honestly, Clone Wars has given me a couple of my favorite Star Wars characters. Uh, uh, Rex, yeah, the, uh, the clone trooper is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Ahsoka as well, and it expands on Darth Maul and it brings Darth Maul back, and that that's crazy. It makes Darth Maul more than a one note character. Uh, Steve, have you how much there, of Clone Wars have you watched? So, uh, Clone Wars. So I'm like out of the uh, the essential. I'm like ten episodes into that. So I'm like in the third season right now. Okay. But even through the first two seasons, I think there's like six six of them that they they suggest you watch. Um, so I'm not quite to the. I, I knew about the Darth Maul thing, so I'm not like surprised about oh, that. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, which actually, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not just like. I pretty much know about a lot of the stuff just from hearing about it from other podcasts and stuff. So it's yeah. cool for me to, to dive back in there, but it's like, I I'm totally getting what you guys are talking about as far as really seeing that slow progression and how those little decisions, like he goes of uh, general, what is it Poggle the, the, um, the leader of the Geonosians. Mm-hmm. Like he goes in there to freaking like uh, torture him, you know, it's like, yeah. He's he's doing the, the 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 neck choke and stuff to get those answers because he he's Ahsoka says it um, he he's uh, he does what he needs to do he's always doing what he needs to do what needs to be done yeah and that's a slippery slope you know yeah always doing what you needs to do uh, and I thought especially in the 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 context of we were in like um, you know the the not to bring politics into it, but like we're in the middle of the Iraq war yeah. uh, and uh, you know, that whole thing and, um, and how much, how much freedom do we give up and how, you know, what is, what do, how much do we want to react to terrorism and things like that? I thought that's even more fascinating that yeah. in a kid show, they're tackling the, the um, uh, you know, the, those really hard hitting issues yeah. through Anakin. It's, it's really fascinating stuff. Yeah. And like when it comes to Ahsoka, she makes a lot of excuses for him because she's his friend. Like in the, you know, yep. uh, it is a little bit of hero worship, but it's also like they're friends and you do make mm-hmm. excuses for friends in real life. Like even your shittiest yeah. friend, as long as they're still your friend, your shittiest friend is still better than the shitty people you don't know. And you make excuses for him, you know, and sometimes you shouldn't, you know, and sometimes you learn later in life that like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have made excuses for their bad behavior. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's (laughs) okay. And Anakin, right. And Obi-Wan should, Obi-Wan should have known, right. Like he should have. He's so arrogant. He's so arrogant. You really get that arrogance that that they talk about, where that uh, in the original movies that he talks about how you know I was arrogant and over my head uh, when he's talking to Luke about it. Yeah, and you really get that. Right. Uh, he has the like a lot of the Jedi are arrogant. The prequel trilogy brings to light yeah, yeah. how dumb the Jedi's are. Like, I'm not yeah. a fan of yeah. Jedi Council. I don't hate them. I like those characters, and I feel sorry for them because I feel like they could have learned the error of their ways. <laughs> but, like, 
uh, Steve, uh, we were mentioning it before the show, like, like, it's weird that, like, the Jedis are monks, and, like, they <laughs> have to be celibate, and, like, not love, when, like, love is the reason why we, like, what's the point of living? Like, we, like, love is a good thing. Like, Sith don't love because love can be used against them. But why are the Jedis also celibate and afraid that love will be used against them when it's like, that's the whole point of it all, right? Well, that's the interesting thing because in one, in one, like, I think this is what, talking about the mythology of the Jedi is such a, it's one of the reasons why everyone dives into this so hard, right? Or a lot of people do. I mean, it's what keeps it real, the real passionate people. But, um, it's like on one hand they're saying you should have such a Zen mentality that you can love and let go. But at the same time, you're right that they're saying we don't trust you to handle love. Like we're such a bureaucracy now that we just don't have time to deal with that. So let's cut that out because it's easier to have us all in the same boat of we're just Jedi totally, you know, only, it's only uh, fully uh, uh, all about being a Jedi yeah. uh, and we can't have the side relationships at all because it, it, it might make you too emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole like emotion leads you to the dark side. No, like you have to learn how to control your, like there's nothing wrong with like, even in real life, nothing wrong with uh, emotions. It's how you deal with those emotions. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. We were talking about this too off uh, before. It's interesting to see, um, you know, the Jedi of what we knew about the Jedi before the prequels <laughs> and what he decided to throw in, which is the celibacy thing. And yeah. you know that George Lucas borrowed a lot from history um, and from samurai movies. So there's like some samurai culture in there. There yeah. is the Knights Templar is a big thing. These warrior monks, yeah. um, which I don't think were celibate. I don't think those guys were. Just, like, like Jesus, um, I don't, I don't uh, sponsored know. knights, you know, <laughs> that, that went in, yeah, you know, if they're, knights, and, if they're knights, they weren't celibate. If they were monks, they might no. have been, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If they were priests, they were celibate, right? So, yeah. and, and then it brings you back to, well, where was George Lucas's mind at that time? And I don't know if this was before he got married, but maybe he was like having celibate lifestyle at that time. And, <laughs> He's a weird guy, you know, with, yeah. with, you know, weird stuff. So who knows how much that was seeping into that decision. It's a big decision too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he just made a bad move and he's like, I should not have slept with that woman last night. I should have been celibate. <laughs> oh man. She was, yeah. such a, oh man. It was such a bad move. I, oh man. I'm going to put in my he, writing. He, he did model the, the love story between Anakin and uh, Padme after his personal relationship, right? It, didn't I? I don't know. You guys heard, heard that? I, I, I'm just thinking <laughs> well, about. I'm thinking about the Shakespeare and Love parody. Uh, Lucas in Love, I think it was called. It was like a fan film where it was like. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Have you heard of it? Have you you guys seen it? I haven't. Seen oh no, it. I haven't. I haven't heard. No. It. It's called. It's called George Lucas in Love, and it's like him in college, and he's going around getting inspired. Like there's like a, a like a fat guy on a bench being fed by a hot girl and it's like that's java <laughs> like you know like, like different things like that i'm, I'm gonna look that up because i want to find that uh but like uh i don't know if if he was being inspired in that way or not but you know 
But Matt, Matt, going back to what you were saying, if that, and I totally see that too, because I thought about it myself, the way he writes dialogue for that love relationship between Anakin and Padme, it's so like juvenile. It's so yeah. uh, unsophisticated. And it makes me think that like George Lucas as a uh, romantic person has juvenile or simplistic views or, you know, like, I think that's where it came from. Like his, mm-hmm. his way. Whereas like the, you go back to the original uh, trilogy and like the big love stories, Han and Leia. Well, a lot of that was because um, uh, Harrison Ford was throwing his two cents at the yeah, yeah, exactly. Car- you know, and he's too. a sophisticated. It, yeah. And they had a love relationship too that helped shape that, that yep. relationship, especially in empire. Um, so, it, it, you know, that it's, I, that's that's really an interesting thing. I love the, the I love and hate the George Lucy, Lucas like stuff in the original six movies um, and where it is and where it isn't. Um, and I actually there's parts of me that feel like it was hugely missing. That it's still some of the magic with that the goofy stuff and the great stuff. We're missing that in the sequels. I, I don't know. There's part of me that. Hmm. Now going back, like I, I missed the mixed bag of of George Lucas in those movies. Uh, Fight me! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's missing. Somebody pointed out that like, oh, both you guys took a swig of water at the same time. You, I know. I noticed. You that. twins. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> we switched bodies now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! We just freaky fighting this. Vice uh, versa. Matt's <laughs> uh, like, Matt's like, huh? Uh, I, I want to have kids one day. Steve's like, oh, I wish I, oh, I wish I was uh, uh, not a dad. Oh no! <laughs> it's like you guys should appreciate your own lives for what they are. <laughs> What's the one where they pee in the, the there's they pee in the the fountain? The dad and the son. Is it Which the dad? Was that? Are, are you talking? They call it there... change, change up. No, that's that's Ryan the Reynolds change and switch? Jason Bateman. Yes, right? Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman. It's like a change yeah. up or the yeah, not the switch. The switch was another Jason Bateman movie where they switched the uh, the sperm sample. And oh he, yeah. Well, and then he the, ended up fathering a child. I remember the, the wishing bank. well one. I don't know about the peeing in the wishing well, but there was when in Rome with Kristen Bell. Uh, where and Josh Demel, oh, it rhymes. Uh, where she takes the coins out of the fountain and then undoes wishes for people. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not bad. Not a bad not idea. Bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> point being is that was uh, a fun detour. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, with uh, yeah, w- w- like. I don't know. I, I just feel like there was a lot of filler in the prequels and 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 whatnot. But uh, yeah. Clone Wars expanded on it. Yes. Uh, where were you when you heard that Disney was buying Star Wars? Where were you? Oh. I don't know. I, I I don't think that really. I know people. But I was like, excited. Were you? Yeah. What you What do you guys think about mm. it? Well, personally, for me, when I heard it it just, it made sense to me. Like I, I understood it because, you know, there's a history with Disney having yeah. Star Wars and their theme parks and, 
and uh, and everything. And it was such a big, just a big movie, right? Just a big franchise, big series. Yeah. So I thought um, it made sense. And you know, Disney's kind of, you know, it kind of is associated with quality. At least right now, it is. Maybe not so much, you know, toward the end of the animation renaissance that they had. Um, but it just kind of seemed like it would fit. You know, I felt like they would be uh, pretty good. So I was, I was excited about it. I was happy about it and just made sense to me. And uh, I was excited to see where it was going to go personally. When I saw when I, at that time, especially it's like, look what they did handing Marvel over, like taking over yeah. Marvel and the way that they kept that going and even made it even better <clears throat> in some ways uh, and expanded it. I was like, hell yeah, this is probably going to be really great because we're going to get uh, a dedication to the source material and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully seeing like what they did with Marvel, great stories, uh, you know, but not abandoning the, like I said, the source material and, and really diving into that, giving fan service, but really trying to create great stories like they did with Marvel. That's what I when, was when really, did, that's where my expectations. Yeah. When, yeah. when did Disney uh, buy Star Wars? It was 2012? Uh, 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, was it 2012? Okay. Yeah. yeah. When did Disney buy Marvel? 2009. Okay. So yeah, yeah a little bit before couple, that. Yeah, but that was at their point where it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, Disney's buying everything. Should we be afraid that they're just gonna have their say in all our favorite franchises? Uh, also, yeah. people people afraid that they would Disneyfy things and make things kiddie. But I think Disney again dealing with Marvel, dealing with like Star Wars, like they've proven that like. They can still tackle all this stuff. The only thing that I have against Disney right now is their refusal to have not family-friendly things on Disney Plus. Um, like Disney Plus, they want they need it to be quote fairly family-friendly. Did you hear about the splash yeah. butt? Did you hear yes. about <laughs> they, they edited out the butt and splash or something like that? Yeah, Daryl Hannah's butt about that. Oh. Yeah. Like her, her hair is really, really long, and so they just do the clone stamp tool and did hair around like the butt area to like make it look, but it looks horrible. And Hillary Duff bringing the Lizzie McGuire show to Disney Plus, like mm. they, uh, she made it too adult. Like she made it, the writers had it, like it was too adult for them, and they were like, well, but Lizzie McGuire is older now. Like it should be about her adult relationships. And so I think that's why Disney Plus, or Disney still owns Hulu, and so they can have their like shows like that there. But the point being is that like that's my only concern about Disney is like how they're handling Disney Plus right now. Other than that, I think that they know the balance between kid stuff and adult stuff, <clears throat> and I don't think that was the problem with the new trilogy. How did you guys feel about the new trilogy? Let's let's move into that. Uh, Matt, if you want to get us started. I'm yeah. uh, oh, sorry. Well, either way, whoever, it doesn't matter. Matt, go oh, for it. <laughs> I mean, I thought I got off to a, a great start, personally. Okay. Um, I was so fired up for Force Awakens. I was excited. I talked about it at work like, all day with my coworkers. At the time, I worked at a really small office, and like I just talked about it all day. And, like They don't care. <laughs> so yeah. I just bored them to death talking about it all the time. And then... It, funny, funny enough, I ended up seeing it like after all of them. <laughs> I didn't even see it until like you know, like two days before Christmas. Oh, so um, 
But I was fired up, man. I watched the trailer all the time. I was I was so excited for it. So those, those trailers um, were awesome, by the way. Like they leaked those yeah. trailers out. Were so good. Yeah, yeah, and the like the I, the thing that stuck out the most to me in the trailer was like the Millennium Falcon flying up the way it did. You know, yeah, it reminded me of uh, maybe even it's similar to that the uh, Fantastic Four trailer with the, the thing dropping down. You like kind of see that from perspective. I don't know oh, okay. the, that that imagery just really sticks out to me. Like I don't even remember who who even remember was that Fantastic Four movie. I didn't even see it. Yeah, but uh, they, they they really knew how to make that trailer really really well. So uh, yeah. I was fired up. I saw it and I was just I was just pumped, man. Just seeing it, it's so so exciting. So yeah. um, that was Force Awakens. Um, yeah, and then I mean, let, it let's carried start, over. Let, uh, let's just start with Force Awakens, okay. just because because uh, I mean it, it's more recent. And, like I'm sure we all have thoughts. Uh, but, uh, we can go in order. Force Awakens. Uh, Steve, uh, how do you feel about Force Awakens? Starting from maybe the trailer. Uh, was... like, do you remember the trailer? Oh my god! I remember when they first dropped the first trailer, where you learned nothing. You just saw like it was just so much that you wanted to know, but it excited you. They didn't tell us a whole lot, and that was great. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't. I was like seeing um, John Boyega breathing really heavy, like popping up, and he was oh, yeah. stormtrooper gear, and it was like, what's this all about? You know, and and that was the greatest thing about that movie was all of like all these little you know they talk about. Uh, uh, the mystery J.J. Abrams mystery box. Ugh. At the time, awesome, super great. If What's the you know box? where you're going, What's the it's where box? there was the mystery you, box where you've never heard this before, really. Yeah, J.J. Uh, Abrams is Mister. He's he he loves creating mysteries that he doesn't have reveals for. Oh, okay, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll tell you really, everything about what's inside the box without showing you what's inside the box. And he's really okay. good at it, and and that's what made that movie really great. It's like, oh my god, I left that that you know going into it having wondering, 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 and then just getting enough answers to make me really care about Kylo and uh, you know all of, all the all the new characters. I really loved all the new characters and wanted to you know I was like, oh, we all spent what two years. Uh, wondering yeah. about these characters because he did such a good job of of uh, bringing them out. I, I did find it really anticlimactic that there wasn't a Luke Skywalker in in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think we, I think that was a, a big sin, a big sin that we, I think, caused a lot of problems and a lot of issues. As like a, like an improviser. Uh, well, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself because it goes into last year. Yeah. But uh, I love that movie. I saw it seven times in the theater. I loved it. I uh, had some time on my hand between like teaching in schools and stuff. So, uh, and I had like a movie pass thing. So I'd go and see it a few times, uh, seven, right. too many times. Uh, but I love that movie. I think it's the most uh, out of the trilogy, uh, the, the sequel trilogy for me, it's the most fun, enjoyable, uh, Star Wars-y one out of all of them. So uh, yeah, this is my feelings about it. Force Awakens to me. So I'm watching the trailer, right? And I, I noticed things in the trailer that it's like, okay, they're taking the best things from the prequels and putting it with the best things from the original trilogy, right? Uh, uh, again, I'm trying to think of whether Force Awakens has any like filler, <laughs> like waste of time scenes. Um, and like, I don't think it does. I don't think 
if you guys can think of one, let me know. But I don't think Force Awakens has filler it, waste of time stuff. It um, it moves. It's like a it's yeah. like a race, you know. Right. It's, it's um with the trailer with just, though, just enough reveal. Yeah, with the trailer they show a lot of clips, and each clip is like two seconds long. But it's enough that you're like, mm-hmm. I get the scope of this. That's what Star Wars oh. needs is the scope, which you know. Yeah. Um, we need to see that there's a universe, right? There's a galaxy. Uh, I guess they deal with the galaxy, not the universe. But the point being is, uh, the thing that left a bad taste in my mouth was people's um, racist remarks about black stormtroopers. Uh, mm. I know that, like, and I don't think, uh, yeah, people defend those remarks as they're not racist, they just. Uh, stormtroopers are supposed to be clones, and that's what. And there's a pro like what? No, for it, 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 it was it was just racism. It was it was yeah yeah exactly. Uh, and this is some uh, just real quick something that sticks out to me um, that I always uh, I always bring up, and that's science fiction. Science fiction fans would rather see uh, green and blue faces than black and brown ones. And that's like that's science fiction. Like they'd rather just have white people hanging out with aliens than all shades of human people hanging out with aliens. It's just this weird thing. And uh, this 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 point ties in with what I had. Um, one of my thoughts about uh, Force Awakens is that still to this day, I still stick with Finn and Ray, and I think that they shied away from that. And I thought. That episode seven with them not kissing was gonna was a, a soft kind of uh, push into they will get their kiss in episode eight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that there would be a romantic mm-hmm. subplot, um, and that we were just easing the racists into it and like being like, okay, black people exist. You let, let's <laughs> like now like move forward from this, you know. But uh, in in seven. In seven, it was the most natural thing. It just yeah, yeah. there's that 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 uh, <clears throat> that romantic connection that was just it was just absolutely there. And you could also tell. I mean, the whole thing about them like having an awakening moment. It's like, what's that all about? And like, that's what the movie was. <laughs> I thought the trilogy was going to be about. It was like whoa, what's going on with the force and it's connecting all these people and stuff. You know, everything that got kind of thrown away uh, from that. And, I, you know, going into the whole, uh, all the racism and, and all of the vitriol and nastiness, it's just such a sign of our times, you know, with just uh, the, the, the nastiness in all of our lives online and now in real life too. Like in San Diego, there's blatant... Uh, just the last couple of days, blatant displays oh, of crazy hood? racism. Yeah. 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 And if you don't think that white supremacy is a problem, you are living in a freaking like right, right. with, with a, with a, <laughs> I know I was about to say with a hood over your head, yeah. uh, but with, <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> but like oh. it is a major issue of our times and it, it seeps in to everything and including something that should have just been enjoyable for everyone. And it, it right. really ruined things because I love seeing all these different faces. Cause you're right. Well, what's, what's the difference? We should see all these different faces, especially right. in star Wars. 
with all yeah. these different planets and stuff. It just makes sense. It made more, it made less sense. Seg- all this segregation, you know, yeah. amongst the, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, 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 yeah. With the only white faces. I feel like uh, they backed away from Finn and Ray. Uh, Force Awakens, to me, was very similar to A New Hope. Almost too similar yeah, sure. for my personal taste. Though I understood why it needed to be. Because we're retelling the Star Wars story for a new generation, right? A uh, generation yeah. that like... Well, I mean, not only that, it, the, less, the less cinematic Star Wars we had was the prequels. And, yeah. you know, we kind of needed that you know, that injection of adrenaline or whatever to get us yeah, back yeah. into it and to, yeah, this is, this is, this is what you remember. This is, yeah. this is, uh, this is the Star Wars, Wars you fell in love with, you know? Yeah. The only, yeah. the only part of that new hope echo that, that we got that I was like upon review, but at, not at the time, not at the time I was like, hey, this is great. I, I do think Starkiller base was so lazy. That was like I, the I, laziest, yeah. the laziest yeah. thing. And, and then all three of the sequels, it's like a big gun, a big gun, a fleet of big guns. And it's just like, there's so much more that could be done, which makes me curious about um, uh, what Lucas had in mind with his, with oh, his no. scripts and his outline. Yeah. Because I, it was uh, about, it was about the metachlorians or whatever, getting yeah. infiltrated by some weird alien race. But the idea of a different style of weapon or thing, you know, it's like, for me, it's like, at least it's something else. And it's like the enemy within, I don't know. It would have, I think if they could have milked that a little bit more from whatever Lucas had, uh, other than um, Luke Skywalker being on, you know, being in isolation. Yeah. I wish they would have, I would be interesting to see. I would, I would have liked to have, I would like to one day to learn what was in those scripts and what they could have mined more from them. Um, anyways, that was my thing. I, yeah. Also, who the hell is the first order? We never, <laughs> what the hell is the first order? Right. Right. It, How it, do they it, come to power? That sort of thing. Yeah. That was the weirdest thing. Also like, like watching the movies being like, okay, so did the empire just continue? So who did they shoot? They shot the New Republic planets and blew those up. But what is the First Order and why were they allowed to exist? Uh, What is that? And so uh, there's that. But like also, I I think the coolest part about Force Awakens that left me with so much hope is maybe the J.J. Abrams effect where it's like there's all these open-ended threads where it's like, that's cool. There's so much potential. It's going everywhere. There's this and that, and mm-hmm. who is Maz Kanata, and what is her story? And right. Finn, and yes. Finn has a blue, like, he can use a lightsaber, and he's wielding it. Are there going to be two Jedis there? Like, instead of having just one Jedi, one smuggler, one uh, princess, like, why not two Jedis? Like, you know, what's going on? Where is Luke? Okay, that's a mystery. I'm fine with them not showing it, you know? What, what what's Poe doing? Uh, what's BB-8? Where? Why is R2 being all secretive? Like, what's going on with Han and and Leia? And like, wait, Han Han uh, dies at the end of this one. So yeah, but the point being is like, there's so many open-ended things. There's romance that they could have uh, 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 could have unlocked. Who is this Captain Phasma? Right? Who is it? Who like what's going on? 
Uh, Kylo Ren, who is Snoke? Who, uh, will Kylo Ren betray Snoke? All these open-ended questions. Let's move onwards into Last Jedi. Oh, and this is where, and this is what I was going to get into as, as an improviser. When you're on stage, uh, and Dimitri, you do a lot of, you're uh, quite skilled on stage. As an improviser, it's very much the, the style. Absolutely. It's very much the style of, uh, uh, of what they did, where they built up the story and passed it on to someone else. And you're like hoping that they um, say yes and to the world that you built, to the choices that you made, to a choice that you made that they're building off of that, that it makes sense and it's cohesive. This, I think, is the biggest problem with uh, The Last Jedi. It's not that it's particularly like a, it's like a, in a cinematic sense, it's a good movie. Like it's like oh, well yeah. made, you know, it's a well made movie. Um, but it's that it was too short of a production timeline. Bob Iger decided we need to have one every other year. That's a problem. They should have oh, yeah. taken way more time and care into constructing this story. They didn't know what the story was. So it was, it was literally like campfire. Um, we're in a sitting in a circle. I'm going to tell like my line of the story and you tell the next one and who knows what's going to happen. And I think as much as this pains me because Kathleen Kennedy came from San Diego state. I am an alumni. I was mm. very excited that she is going to be heading Lucasfilm as an alumnus, but man, she doesn't, she's a business person. She is not a nerd. And you don't have that George Lucas nerdiness um, to make sure that everything uh, uh, lines up. In fact, the guy who does uh, the voice of Darth Maul, uh, Sam, Sam uh, Whitwer. Yeah. Yeah, he came out this week and said it felt like a movie that they didn't that Ryan Johnson didn't do his homework. Yeah. And and for me like that's the thing. It doesn't it's a good movie in its own thing, but it 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 totally is a separate thing. It 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 disjointed a trilogy that all of a sudden it was something different, something else. Uh, and, and all the other stuff, like, you know, we're talking about the racists and, and, uh, you know, all the toxic stuff online that really, for me, like, I felt like it hijacked the, the, the things that people have problems with, with that movie, which is you drop the story, man. You, 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 you actively just said, I don't give a hoot about that story. I don't have time to do it, deal with that story. Yeah. I'm trying to do the best I can with what I have. And this is what I'm going to make. And we don't really have time to vet any of this. Here you go. Right. You know, and, and anyways, that's my I, thoughts. Yeah, no, I have, <laughs> I have thought the time with that, but I want to go to Matt. Cause I know that Matt has, uh, 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 specific, uh, thoughts about last Jedi. Uh, and, uh, we've talked about it, uh, ad nauseum, but like, I, I want to hear it again. I don't know. I mean, I, I gotta just, you know, be front. I love this movie so much. It's probably my favorite of all the Star Wars movies, personally. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I guess I hear when people say it's disconnected or, you know, that they wrecked the story. I just don't really, it doesn't really make sense to me why, why um, how anyone can, you know, come to that conclusion, I guess. 
I mean, I think it, it picks up right where, where the <clears throat> Force Awakens left off. And they're really continuing the story of the, the characters. And I think it's really fleshing them out, especially, you know, the, the, the three heroes, like Poe, uh, Finn, and Rey. And it's really showing them how, how they're going to progress to move forward to go through the rest of the, you know, the rest of, uh, the, rest of the saga. And um, I think it took, it took, we were introduced to these characters, we kind of introduced their personalities in The Force Awakens. And, um, and it just took, took, uh, it just took them and just progressed them as, as far as, um, like, like Finn is, is very anti, you know, fight. He's not, he doesn't want to be a hero. He doesn't want to do anything. He's only cares about his self interest. And how are you going to move forward with, with Finn? If that's all he's going to be, you have to develop him where he's going to say, I want to be a hero. I want to be a rebel. I don't want to be, you know, I want to fight against the first order. I don't want to run from it. And so we, we focus on him and the last Jedi becoming that person. And then uh, with Ray, the same sort of thing. She, she all, she really cares about at the end of the force awakens. Who am I? Where did it come from? Um, uh, that's what's most important to me. I want, you know, she was, she is a hero and she wants the, the best for the galaxy, but what her main focus is, who am I? How do I fit in? How do I belong? And uh, last Jedi takes that stretches out and, and she, learns that it's not really important to where she is, her, where she comes from. It's who she's becoming, who she's going to be. And uh, that's what she needs to, to uh, progress through, through all of Star Wars. And it's, and Poe is, you know, he's, he's a minor character in my opinion, but his, his role is important. And um, in, uh, he learns how he doesn't need to be like, you know, Han Solo flyboy type and, to become a leader and we show that progression from from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie and all the characters around him or all the characters around them are, are bringing them to that point and so i understand there might there are some specific things that maybe uh uh jj abrams set up in the force awakens that didn't get directly answered in the last jedi but i'm not i'm not necessarily sure that was really the purpose of the last jedi or they really had the responsibility to do that um it was going to flesh out later and things that need to be answered will be answered. What's, what's important to me is the the characters and who they are, what their motivations are. And, and I think last Jedi is just so great at that. That's, that's what star Wars is to me is it's just the characters that they're going to be back to the original trilogy. Why I care about the original trilogy is it's so character focused. It's so, um, so intimate and, the, the prequel era and, you know, later with the rise of Skywalker when we get there, it just kind of, kind of lost that for me. So, um, I mean, that's, that's just my, my thoughts. I have a lot of specific thoughts on the last yeah. Jedi. I've watched the movie so much. I've analyzed it so much. Uh, anything specifically you want to get into, I, I totally can. Uh, well, I mean, like my thoughts with last Jedi, I, I'm, as you're talking, I'm trying to think about what it seemed like an episode of this TV show. And the thing about episodes right. of a TV show is technically you don't have to watch every episode of a TV show if you, I mean, you don't have to. If you're a completionist, you can, right. right? If you're watching a season of Smallville, like, there's an arc that takes place over the whole season, but a lot of the episodes may, like, move a plot point like an inch every episode. So you could skip around like Steve is doing in Clone Wars, right? Um, Last Jedi just seemed like an episode. And just like Iron Man 3 seemed like an episode of Iron Man the series. Like, it's just... Uh, so, 
it's mostly because of character progression and character arcs. Uh, when it comes to movies, characters should arc and change over the course of the movie. Uh, in TV right. shows, characters should not change. The whole reason like sitcoms and stuff have a longevity is because characters don't change because they're all they're just in a different situation, right? But there was this weird thing with like Finn should have learned his lesson at the end of Force Awakens where he's not gonna run he, away, right? In he Last did. Jedi. He already yeah. learned he he already he already learned that. Like, like how many he, times well, does he have to fight to like learn his like no, he, yeah. he, he, I don't I don't think he learned that. I mean, he went back to Starkiller Base just to save Ray. He even said that to Han. He said, I'm okay. just here to save Ray. He saves Ray, gets his ass kicked by Kylo Ren, and then he's in the you know, the whole body aqua suit right. thing, and then he comes out. The first thing he asks in the last Jedi is where's Ray? And like his whole concern yeah. is Ray and his pers- his personal so, uh, his personal stake in it. Yeah. And I think the last Jedi brings it brings him bumps him out of that. I think there could have just been a better way. I think that like, okay, if you want your arc to be that like Finn was really in this because of Ray up the romance a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, like they, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I personally think, and this will tie in rise of Skywalker. I personally think that the reason why Finn and Ray, they backed away from Finn and Ray so fucking hard was to appease the racists. And I think that in rise yeah, of Skywalker, yeah. I think that the certain romantic choices in rise of Skywalker was all done for racist reasons. That's my opinion. I think that, how about, the kiss in Rise of Skywalker happens because of racist reasons. I think that Finn gets paired up with another girl for uh, let's not upset racial uh, uh, norms reasons. Rose gets a smaller role in Rise of Skywalker for 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 racial reasons because not even because the filmmakers are racist, but because the fans are vocal and racist, right. and right, right, they wanted right. to back away from that scandal, right? And that's what I think. When you don't have a story you want to tell, because they didn't have a story they wanted to tell, they wanted to make three movies to make a ton of money, which they successfully did. But that's the problem when you don't have an overarching arc, you don't know where you're going. Like it's yeah. it's it's your piecemealing it. And so for like Matt, I totally get what you're saying, and and mm-hmm. I get it. Like I totally get it. But for me, it's like I, to me, it felt like the like. Dimitri was saying it was like it was like kind of like running on a treadmill. Like there just wasn't that much ground uh, made. I, it frustrated me just to see like uh, Ray and Luke. That whole thing it's just like a spinning of the wheel over and over again. And it's just like okay, fine, leave. Nothing happened. You learned like we didn't we didn't get anything out of that. Um, you know, and then yeah, like I said, like for me, Finn. Finn felt like he was taking a step back, but I understand what you're saying with that as well. But once again, it's, it's not, it's not, not enough for a star Wars movie. And I felt like it was like rise of Skywalker was, was three movies in one almost like uh, if it was a Marvel movie, that would have been like a two part, but it all goes back to Kathleen Kennedy, not having like a story to tell or feeling like she is the, um, uh, the the caretaker of creating of structuring a, a solid three part story. She was herking and jerking from uh, people feeling like uh, Force Awakens was too much like Episode Four. So let's be let's really subvert everything. 
uh, subvert expectations. Let's not tell that story anymore. Let's spend our time dismantling the story that, that we did and just kind of like, you know, things that were seemed really important that were, uh, uh, you know, little little breadcrumbs that were totally set there to be breadcrumbs. Let's say F you fans, that's not what we're telling. This is not the story we're telling. And then we're gonna hurt Herky jerk back into the rise of Skywalker and go, just kidding, we are telling that story again. And we're gonna shove everything in there, but it needs to be two hours and fifteen minutes because that's a Star Wars movie, two hours and fifteen minutes, and we're not gonna expand that out at all to tell the story we have uh, scheduled to make because this is Disney. And this is the problem that we have here. It's just like, um, for me, that's that's where the problem is. I, I I have a hard time watching the Last Jedi. I can't I can't get through it to tell you the truth. Like I've, I've piecemealed a third watching of it. Like I watched it twice in the theater and then tried watching it, and it just it it bums me out because of how invested I was into the characters that were the characters from. The Force Awakens, not the characters that we wound up getting in The Last Jedi. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense at all. Um, and then I feel like I got more of those characters that I liked in The Force Awakens in The Rise of Skywalker. And I enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker, but I have to tell you, I have Disney Plus. I haven't gotten through it. I haven't had the want to watch it. You <laughs> no, know? I, know. I, like, I have like the Blu-ray right here. I haven't watched it yet. I got it the day it came out, yeah. like a month ago. I still haven't watched it. I like. I really had fun watching that movie, and I also know as a movie, as cinema, it's really kind of there's some problems cinematically with it. Uh, it's like story pace and stuff. But the big bottom line is, do I want to dive into that again? And I, as much as I enjoyed it in the theater, the two times I saw it, it yeah. I mean, how about this? I kind of would rather watch Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've already uh, we already uh, are diving into it. Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I have an interesting question after we talk about our thoughts of Rise of Skywalker. I have some some thoughts. Uh, Matt, what what did you think about Rise of Skywalker? I mean, like it's still Star Wars, so you know, I'm a fan. I I have fun watching it. It's still a fun movie to watch, but as far as you know what I wanted or what I thought made sense. Like it's just whatever. I'm probably I'm not really going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Um, it was really probably the most disappointing Star Wars movie for me, especially I mean, especially coming from some someone uh, who loves Last Jedi, right? And I don't really agree with the narrative out there that people say it was like a, they were saying F you to Ryan Johnson completely. I mean, I think they did backtrack on a lot of stuff, but I don't think a lot of the things that people are saying, like Luke catching the lightsaber or whatever and saying, uh, you know, that's no way to treat a blade or whatever. Or Jedi's blade. I don't think that was really an F you to, to Ryan Johnson so much as it was just kind of like restating what, what Luke went through in the last Jedi to make other people happy. I don't know. Cause like Luke, Luke figured out he was wrong in the, in the middle of the last Jedi. So uh, when we spoke to Yoda and came back and did the showdown, legend Luke Skywalker against Kylo Ren. And, you know, it still kind of flows. It's just, it's just really, just not very interesting. That's probably the best way I can put it. It's just not interesting. Yeah. To me. Uh, so. Rise of Skywalker was a plot quest. That's what somebody said online. It's the easiest way to sum it up. Like, it's a plot quest. It just goes from step to step to step to step. And right, right. 
Uh, I think it, it does suffer from Last Jedi's dropping of the balls. There's a lot of balls being dropped in Last Jedi to, you know, <laughs> to show you that there shouldn't well, be balls in the first place. Like, let's let's show you we have balls by dropping balls. You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> la- that's Last that's Jedi. That's a really great one. Yeah. Uh, I, I I agree with that. <laughs> it's a really great way of putting it for, for my perspective. Yeah. Uh, Rise of Skywalker is the tonal opposite of Last Jedi. And it was like, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I saw Rise of yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker twice. feels like a prequel movie to me than it does a sequel, trilogy, sequel movie. It falls into the same trap that Episode 3 falls into. You know? Where it's like fitting so much stuff in just to finish it all off, you know. Um, but I don't know, uh, Steve. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, hit me. Uh, I really love the little mechanic guy, Babu. What's Frick. his name? Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Guy, Babu Frick is awesome. I wanted to see a movie of Babu Frick. Can uh, we disagree? Uh, Babu Frick is he, fantastic. He's Pepe the Prawn, man. Enjoyable, sure, yeah. <laughs> Right? Isn't he like Pepe the Prawn from Muppets? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Hey, hey, like hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, okay. I love yeah, that. I see it. Uh, it was just like that where I felt like, um, for me, it felt like, like I said, it felt like three movies in the one where there was so much stuff like, okay, it really was like, how do we rush through this to end this? Because I'm so, it felt like Kathleen Kennedy, Bob Iger, and all of them were like, I'm so freaking tired of this trilogy. Nope, you, we're done. Yeah. JJ, just finish it. Just finish it because this is the biggest headache ever. And it's just causing problems. Let's just be done with it. Right. And uh, that, it, was at that, it was I, at that point, sorry, uh, before uh, episode nine came out, they had, stu- they had, Decided not to go forward with a uh, uh, another spinoff production, right? So they would have, yeah. figured, They figured out their problem of oh, we shouldn't have this uh, Star Wars movie every year. Uh, they would have, and then gone into production, right, for Episode Nine. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Solo yeah. came out right before, and they would have already been in production for Obi Wan or Boba Fett or whatever they fuck where they were yeah. planning. Uh, but then they went into episode nine, knowing that there was not going to be another Star Wars movie after that. There was supposed to be a trilogy, actually, with the Solo. I don't know if the Boba Fett movie tied into that or not, but all those, all the people from Solo have a contract for two more movies. Mm. That is probably never going to happen, but oh, yeah. I like Solo, to tell you the truth. I didn't want to see it. And when I went and saw it, I was like, I love this movie. This is a lot of fun. I don't care. I'm not taking Star Wars so seriously anymore. But we can talk about that afterwards. But as far as as, uh, Rise of Skywalker goes, I feel like there was so many moments that could have been fleshed out into, like, proper pacing and tone that would have made it a way more enjoyable movie. But it would have have been four or five hours long uh, to get that done properly um and coming off of last jedi it you know it it did feel like maybe not fu's but like being like uh we're gonna work with what ryan johnson did 
but we're still going to go back to, we're going to incorporate it, those themes. But and I, I have to say, there's not, I don't hate everything about Last Jedi. Like the Kylo Ren, um, uh, Ray, like connection stuff, I thought was really cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff there, but for me, I mean, there's a lot of wasted time, a lot of wasted time in the last Jedi. If you're talking about that, Dimitri, like the casino planet and, uh, the, the, the fighting amongst the, the commanders of the fleet as they're getting chased down yeah. a la, um, uh, galactic, uh, uh, what is it? <laughs> What's the TV show called where? With the Cylons, it was very much oh, like Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica, it just felt so much like that to me. Um, but it did feel. I never heard anyone say that it felt like a TV episode, and that just makes a lot of sense to me. Like that kind of pacing. Um, that yeah. Anyways, I'm getting off topic, but that's my feelings on Rise of Skywalker. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. Um, I thought there's some cool stuff in it. Um, but it's it's poor movie making. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, uh, I was watching a, th- that channel that Dimitri and I are uh, like the pitch meeting. I actually watched it before we got on, and they were talking about Rise of Skywalker, and it's just oh. stuff like uh, 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 there on the dagger. There's language that only C three PO can understand. Oh, why? Because I need him to go somewhere else to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. or he won't see. He won't. I'm sorry. He said he can't tell them what it means. And he said, oh, well, why is that? Because I need them to go somewhere else to get him to be able to translate it sort yeah. of thing. His delivery is much better than mine. Yeah, well, but yeah. <laughs> you did great. Uh, Thank you. Uh, pitch, meeting, pitch meetings do talk about that for a lot of movies where it's like, well, why couldn't you have them solve that problem in the beginning of the movie? Well, then I wouldn't have a movie. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is that, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. um, <clears throat> again, like there. Uh, well, I mean, Jedi. also, you know, you know, the other thing I'm thinking about the Rise of yeah. Skywalker is like J.J. Abrams before he made uh, Rise of Skywalker said that Ryan Johnson inspired him to take more risks, and I think, I think you do see that in the Rise of Skywalker and like Chewbacca dying. But then, well, like, yeah, that was you know, it's like it's going to be risky, and we're going to shock people, and we're going to make them go through these emotions, and then like, oh, but don't don't worry about it. It's all the fans are going to be pissed off. Like, he's not dead, okay. sort of thing. And I think they okay. really like they kind of gunned it, and they just like stayed right at the speed limit. You know? No, they gunned it and put it in reverse. It's it's awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the thing about Rise of Skywalker: <clears throat> Last Jedi is more solid of a movie as a movie. Last Jedi is a more solid movie. Rise of Skywalker is more Star Wars, right? At least it's Star Wars episode to me. Now, the thing about this is there had to be like six times in Rise of Skywalker where they faked a death. There had to have been six times, right? There was, okay. Well, Kylo Ren died like three times, right? Kylo, okay, ugh. Each character, okay, starting from, okay, C-3PO. He was supposed to, like, get his memory erased, which is like death, but he didn't. And he was like, oh, we have a backup. Okay. Uh, Chewbacca was supposed to die. Then they backed off. Okay. Then, uh, 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 who else are we dealing with? We're dealing with uh, all the characters falling into the sand and 
they're going to have their last moments and then they don't die. Obviously, we knew they were going to die, but they're still faking out a death. There's a three. Right. Then there's uh, 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 Kylo Ren dying however many times, right? She, yeah, uh, there's Ray, there's Ray dying, right? Oh yeah. So uh, Kylo Ren is multiple multiple deaths. Ray was uh, dies at the yeah. end, but then does not, right? Uh, she actually yeah she actually died. She, she actually does die and he brings her back to life. Uh, what, what like uh, who else? I don't the know. Giant snake. <laughs> the giant snake. <laughs> The point being is, like, why are they doing this? Like, like it's the exact opposite that Last Jedi did, where Phasma just falls into a hole and dies. So, like, it's, like, the opposite. It's... Interesting I, character. What's, what's that? Phasma, the most uninteresting character ever. Ever. <laughs> she could have yeah. been so cool. She could have been. But then she was Boba Fett, right? Like Boba Fett looked cool, could have been cool, but actually, to the like nowadays, I think Boba Fett's lame now, and the Mandalorian yeah, yeah, exactly. is so much better, especially with the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah. The Mandalorian is we'll, just a we'll better, g- a better yeah. character. We'll, we'll see. Uh, oh, Boba for Fett's, sure. Yeah, Boba he's Fett's gonna be soon too. Yeah. Well, exactly. Oh, I'm say, so excited about Mandalorian. They say Boba Fett's gonna be in season two, but with the with the uh, talk that Ahsoka is going to be in Mandalorian season two, people are saying that yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. it's, it, it makes more sense that he's playing Rex. That Tamora well, Morrison they said is Boba playing Fett. Rex. I know, but like, supposedly there's concept art with Rex and Ahsoka, right? <clears throat> Dubacks. Maybe he's doing, maybe he's doing both. Maybe yeah, he's doing he could both. Totally. I think Boba Fett's the that character at the end of that, uh, that one episode episode four i think in mandalorian i think that's boba fett's feet yeah i have a friend who said he he, he if this the scene's brightened you can like see boba fett's like insignias and stuff wow maybe, yeah. and maybe i haven't maybe, confirmed that and maybe they'll let the actor actually use his body this time instead of cgiing it like they mm-hmm. did through all the prequels oh tomorrow <laughs> that nice right like why are you cgiing the uh the 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 clone troopers. I don't like, uh, yeah. get that. Anyways, side note. Uh, uh, <laughs> l- uh, another side note. Tamura Morrison is 5'7". Tamura Morrison is my height. <clears throat> Understand that the Emperor cloned a bunch of people by height to take over the galaxy, and we kicked ass, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You want to take over okay. a galaxy, just clone me, all right? And uh, we can take over the galaxy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's actually a side thought and an actual, like, not joke thought is that, like, a guy who's 5'7 is, like, one of the most badass characters. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, all these characters, they're not, like, Chris Hemsworth size, but they're still, like, kicking ass. I was Boba Fett from the original, like, Empire and Jedi. He is cool because he doesn't say a ton. It's very yeah. much like Clint Eastwood in the um, Good, Bad, the Ugly, you know, Fistful of Dollars and all that. He's right, got right. that, that like, you don't want to F with this guy. He's skilled. Whereas Phasma, Phasma is, she talks too much. <laughs> she does talk a lot. She talks too much. And then, but we don't learn anything. You know, it's like, it's not either or. She's like, 
and she's kind of a comedian. You know, how about this for a character? This is another character I really liked in, in The Force Awakens and I really hated going forward is uh, Hux, General Hux. He was a mean bitch in, in, like, you feared him a little bit and yeah. he got really cartoony in The Last Jedi and then was just a fool boob in, in, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. And I just thought he was such a, a good villain it could have been built upon like the whole crank call scene for me just kind of hit the mark on Star Wars. What do you thing mean in the Last Jedi? What was it? The beginning with with uh, Poe and Poe and Hux. He's like, I got a call from your free mother or something like that. Oh, yeah, it was a little too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, remember he's like, yeah. can you can you hear me? I don't know. I mean, I yeah, whatever. <laughs> I I can see people having having an issue with that it, if the humor is. It is unlike anything we've seen, really. I mean, yeah. it's like modern humor, right? It's like it's like Earth humor, yeah. Sort of, as opposed to uh, you know what we've seen in Star Wars, where Star um, Wars humor is usually like this. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I like that. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I I didn't dislike dislike uh, Hux being treated like a, a whiny, you know, yeah. uh, white supremacist <laughs> that he is. <laughs> right? Sure, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, for the longest time right. in, in Star Wars continuity, in, in the longest time in Star Wars continuity, the Empire was mostly pretty much just white men. No aliens, no women. Right. British. Uh, just too. white. Yeah. Now, uh, and in the books, in the books, they mentioned that, that the, em- like, like the Emperor did not like aliens. Which makes sense, and he didn't didn't put women in these roles, um, so that makes sense. Uh, but lately, they've been doing retroactive continuity, where they've been putting more uh, people of color and women into the Empire, uh, both in the Republic era uh, uh, rise of Emperor, and then also in the in the Empire Empire, uh, and then also First Order comes around and does it, like in Force Awakens. I think all the fo- the resistance people are white men, right? The resistance? Uh, no, sorry, not resistance. In the first, uh, the all the, the first, first order. order people are white men, non alien, non non people of color, right? No, there's African American lady that's part of the Star Killer base. I'm pretty sure. Really? Because I or, I know they're on board ships. Okay. Well, the point being is, I, I think there's. But they're they're Nazis, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. They're, they're neo Nazis. They're not they're yeah. not Nazis. They're neo Nazis. Exactly. Right. And, and <laughs> yeah. What, what a thing! I think that was the thing. Like uh, in the original trilogy, you got that feeling of uh, this is what World War Two was. It was like that kind of World War Two thing. Yeah. In the prequels, you kind of got like this is how, like. They even say it. This is how democracy dies, right? Yeah. We get that big theme. We get these big themes of not just that, but like a reliving of, of history, of a historical lesson. And in the, the sequels, there's none of that. There's none of that. It's almost like Disney's like, I don't want to get into anything where, God, think about all the, the crazy moral issues we're dealing with today in um, 
with with uh, social media being hacked and being manipulated and us being manipulated all the time uh, to heighten our uh, our tribal instincts, you know, like that's when I'm really thinking about like when I hear about George Lucas trying to tell this story or he had the story in mind of the enemy within of like your force could be taken over your energy, your, your passion could be taken over and manipulated. What a story to be told, right? That's a story. I'm not saying that's the story to be told, but there was nothing like that in the sequel trilogy at all. It was just kind of piecemealed together of a retelling of the original trilogy in some ways, right? Without any of the interesting kind of macro stuff going on like the macro story right anyways i remember reading analysis on force awakens saying that force awakens was trying to be ballsy uh by putting kylo ren as the internet hater type troll uh archetype school shooter right Uh, but yeah but then they back away from all the nuance then if that is what they originally intended they back away from that real fast you know in the when when did it I don't think they backed away from that. Not until Rise of Skywalker. I, I'm saying, like, drawing correlations between modern time and the new trilogy, I think they backed away from that. Like, well, how about this? He, he takes... Because it's all about symbols, right? Uh, with with uh, people who are radicalized. Yeah. They're all in the symbols. Symbols, 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 symbols. Everything, you know, give into these symbols, whatever their hate thing is. Yeah. Um, and... And, and the Vader helmet was the hate symbol, right? Right. And in the Kylo mask, and he's like, gives that up. Where it's like, so in a way, I, I see what Dimitri is saying as far as like getting away from if we were going to go down that path of like really looking into how a seemingly good person can be radicalized, which would be fantastic, like uh, a focus for this new new uh, the new trilogy. Um, well, one, they went away from that with that moment right there where he's like, this helmet is stupid. These symbols of the past are dumb. I don't care about these symbols anymore. Well, I mean, I think he's kind of, you know, rebelling against the, the institution that he feels has the control over him and he's going to do it his own way. He's going to be selfish. He's like, I don't need to have the first order. I don't need to have Snoke. I don't need to have all this. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to be... You know, I'm going to take it out on everybody. It's going to be my way or I don't care about anyone. So, I mean, I think it's, I think he is kind of still the, the internet troll. He's still the school shooter type. He's, he's doing his own thing. He's so narcissistic that he, he all he cares about is what he wants. He wants control. He wants to take over everything. I, I mean, and I think personally. No, it's fine. Yeah, totally. And I totally get that too. Just like if we're talking about like, the, you know, telling that, that story that bridges, society and, and that I, I don't know for me it, i i felt like the whole thing was missing out of the the sequel trilogy but can we all agree like i felt like kylo should have remained terrible and bad yes all the way to the end i think he should have like maybe died with regret but not like if god right. i think he should have been selfish a, i think he should have been selfish until the end and maybe his redeeming moment is the healing part, but like, but like, I don't think he should have gone full hero at the end. It was weird switch, but you get what I'm saying. Like, maybe he wants to defeat the emperor for his own reasons. Maybe he wants to help Ray for his own reasons. So they do pass the light. Oh, by the way, that was a badass moment though when they passed the lightsaber. 
because they realize yeah. that things can, things can cross over between them. And that's something that I noticed. And I was like, huh, how does this work? Oh, okay. If, if this, then what, you know? And so it was a badass moment. But, like, I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a problem yeah, that I, I, have, I have with Ray and Kylo is Kylo is a bad murderer. And they kiss at the end as, and people were shipping them together for the longest time. Bad boys don't deserve love. They don't deserve a good person coming in to try to change them. They don't deserve that. Let them die or let them learn from their mistakes and be alone. But like, there's nothing that Ben Skywalker can do to outdo, to, 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 uh, make up for things that Kylo Ren did. You get what I mean? And for the lesson to be at the end that like the girl, the girl, like love is love, right? Like that's what it is. It's such a fucking backtrack when again, I still stick to Finn and Ray should be together. Um, but the fact that like they kiss and it's like, oh, all is forgiven and you you get a kiss and that's that. It's it's the thing that it's good not to switch. To, well, I'm going to switch gears that just for a second into the DC universe with um, uh, with Suicide Squad and the glorification of of like uh, Joker and Harley Quinn relationship. Uh, like it's supposed to be some great love relationship, and it's like the most disgusting, gross, awful, and like thing. And like Abusive. going into schools it's and single yeah. girls, yeah. And seeing like young people being like, "Oh, I, that's the best relationship." It's like, no, <laughs> yeah. run away from that. Oh, yeah. It's it's unhealthy. It's so bad for you. It's like what we need to heal in in society. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. That was lame. That was so lame oh. at the end of uh, that. Uh, that they, whatever. I, yeah. I mean, actually, by that point, I was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I like I like one of the comments says, "Didn't they say the kiss was a moment of gratitude and relief rather than romance?" And but, it's like uh, I mean that's kind of it that's, could kind be. of my, that's kind of why I don't like the movie is that like it's uh, all the explaining it's yeah. all this explaining afterwards you shouldn't have to explain anything if you make the movie the right way or yeah. have to read three books uh, to get the extended stuff it, like it's nice but it shouldn't be right I, I mean know. it's not I, it's not there like I don't think that the film like says that's what it is you know. I think there's, there's yeah. things that you can maybe something pick up on. It's also filmed romantically, that, that, though. Like I don't think it's filmed yeah. not. I don't think it's filmed platonically. Like you could say, yeah, right. you could say that it's a platonic kiss, <laughs> but it was not filmed that way. Especially because none of the characters have kissed in this whole new trilogy. There hasn't been any right. other kiss. Rose and Finn, but that, that oh. wasn't really a mutual thing. It was just her kind of laying one on him without him yeah. understanding what was going on. I mean, they backtracked on Rose again, you know, <clears throat> in this new one. You just you just triggered me with uh, sand gliders. Why why are they firing sand gliders at the new at at ATATs? Oh. <laughs> what what were they gonna do? Anyways, okay, yeah, besides that. What's that all about? So, uh, but going back to no, sorry, go ahead, Dimitri. Oh no, no, no. Uh, you you were you were saying something? No, I was just. It's just a point I already made really quick. Is I actually like as lame as it was and all that. Like for me, like all of it's like sure, fine. 
But man, it's like you said, they didn't earn anything because it was so, the tempo was so off on that movie that they weren't able to earn those moments ever. It was just racing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. But it's not like, we're not talking about adding like crazy stuff, but moments, like just having the luxury to have like a moment to accentuate something or uh, cinematically like show, you know, a connection or something or a moment of, of clarity for these characters. And we got none of that because there was no time because they had too much story to tell. It was crazy. A couple, couple things. I want to second that. I do remember Ray kissing Finn on the forehead when he was unconscious. Mm. So, okay. That's right. Again, (laughs) again, they backtrack on everything. They, and, and I, 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 but the one thing that they push forward is this weird relationship between Ray and Kylo Ren. I mean, they're both white, so I guess they belong together, uh, you know. And she can change, she can change him. So great, she, like yeah. we don't. Yeah, I mean, doesn't the whole galaxy it. win? You know. Um, so <laughs> here, here's here's a couple couple of thoughts that I had. Uh, another fake out death that I was trying to remember is when the when Jana, which is uh, the horse girl. Uh, again, random character thrown <laughs> in. Horse girl. <laughs> it's, she's a stormtrooper, right? Ex-stormtrooper, yeah. horse girl. Uh, yeah. no, I'm not saying she looks like a horse. She doesn't look like a horse. What I'm trying to say is they ride the horse. No, space horses. Right? She's okay. Space yeah. horses. Yeah, space right. horses. Uh, and she was horse just girl. brought in to be a black love interest for uh, Finn. That's what I believe. And uh, again, that's right. dating back to like, and we talked about this um last week on the shipping episode is that what like old school TV used to do is if there's one black character, they get with another, they create a new black character for them to get with instead of pairing them up with any other characters that have been uh, created that are non-black. Like that's just what happens. Uh, and so that's what they did in this one. And it's like, okay. And, uh, Oh, so the fake out death was when the star destroyer or whatever was, was going to crash. And they were like, Oh no, they're gone. And they're actually underneath it. And then they like the millennium Falcon catches them. So it's like another fake out death. Also another world destroying thing. So we got two death stars, star killer base, plus a fleet of, of, of literal star destroyers. Right. So it's like, Another we, thing that were magically made. They were like magically made under ice. And yeah. who were these people that were the crew? Like, like, it's yeah. just, it was so, and, and that's another Kathleen Kennedy thing that she was like, this is how we're going to fix this. Palpatine, make what? it happen. JJ. It was her call. Or at least that's yeah, what I, I, heard, I heard that. Yeah. So it's just like, as much as it's kind of cool to have them back or whatever, it's just like, there's no time for that. Yeah. Uh, one one more thing was uh, the death of Admiral Akbar in Last Jedi just gets brushed over. You know that that's his yeah. son. His son in Rise of Skywalker. Wait, what? I'm sorry. You repeat. Yeah, I was. You you find in peripheral material, supplemental material. You find out that that Mon Calamari soldier in Rise of Skywalker is Akbar's son who joins the resistance, uh, or at least, uh, he doesn't, I don't know whether he joins the resistance after his father's death, but he, you know, he's there because of his father's death. That's his son. Killed. I, I was so, Akbar got killed off screen. Like in last Jedi, not even like, we didn't even get that. Yeah. We didn't get that moment to be like, 
He's such a great, cool character. How about this? Going on, uh, um, uh, going on Star Tours a billion times growing up. Admiral Akbar was there. And yeah, yeah. Uh, no respect for Admiral yeah. Akbar. Very sad. And in a lot of ways, you could have had, um, instead of, uh, what was uh, the purple-haired uh, Hold general? Um, Hold it. Hold it. Instead of Aldo, it could have easily been. Him. It could have sold. It should for me. Like I, that should have been Akbar's. Akbar. News. Yeah, that should have been Akbar. So, somebody that said would have been like that. Somebody said though it would have been too similar to Raditz, his sacrifice in Rogue One. Which again, Rogue One, amazing. I love Rogue One. I love Rogue One so much. But like Raditz, the other Mon Calamari um, uh, uh, admiral, uh, you know, does the does uh, a suicide attack, right, on on them. Right. So, like, oh, what an amazing scene in Rogue One. So some people were saying Akbar would have been too similar. What I would have wanted, even if Akbar dies, they could have... Uh, Af his name is Aftab Akbar, is his son. Um, he could have been a character. He would have been a, a super interesting character. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, why don't we explore some of the, like alien characters then? Like, you could have done more. And and Rise of Skywalker had so many <clears> plot <throat> holes where they were like, no, 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 they're not plot holes. Just read the book to figure it all out. And it's like, read this book and watch this thing and like, uh, well, listen oh, to a director yeah. interview and like, then you'll know. And it's so hey, bad. But how, how about this, Dimitri? I do want to say this because you brought up diving into an alien character. Yeah. That's not Yoda. Uh, yeah. That's why I like right. Solo. I enjoyed Solo a lot because of Chewbacca in that movie where he's yeah. a three-dimensional character and you learn a lot. And I actually think it's the coolest Chewbacca in all the movies. Um, as much as everyone like dumps on that movie and doesn't like what's his name being uh, 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 Han Solo and stuff. Yeah. I thought it was super fun. I actually like the Rogue One and Solo. I thought were well done. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that they're not going to be doing those type of movies, but um, that's just me, and I, that's probably could fill up another two hours. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, we're going to talk about those. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Was fun. Yeah, I like it when uh, aliens are treated like humans. So, like, I don't think Chewbacca is treated like a human for the most part. Like, he's always the alien sidekick. Uh, but like, why? Because he didn't get a medal. You think he's mistreated? I mean, no. I mean, I do think like they do treat him a little bit differently. Um, but uh, the one guy, <laughs> his name's Rio, I think, in Solo, the multi-armed guy who dies yeah, yeah. like right in the beginning, he is treated like he's yeah, one of the crew, you know. Uh, yeah. And so, like, I like it. So, like, if you saw Af uh, Aftab, uh, who's Akbar's son, like, if you had him as a character, like. Star Wars has never shown an alien character as just, like, another character. Their droids are... They, the droids play the archetype of droids, and their aliens are background things. And then... And this is something you... Uh, like, I'm, I'm playing Battlefront 2, and it's weird I'm always bringing up the race factor, but, like, I get it. Like, this, this is part of my, like, experience with it. If you look at Battlefront 2, and you look at the character choices, like, everybody's just, like mostly white male Jedis, and then there's also Rey, who's a Jedi, but, like, uh, there's not much diversity as far as main characters are concerned. Yeah. For Solo, the robot that is Lando's robot treated like a real character. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody brought up oh. online that, like, you could tell good guys from bad guys because good guys treat robots like 
people, and bad guys treat them like appliances. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I have Rebels, Rebels kind of goes into it, but it's not nearly enough with, uh, with the aliens being, uh, what's her name? Uh, Syndulla uh, Hera? Hera. I, I forget her first yeah. name. Hera. Yeah. Hera Syndulla. Yeah. yeah. She's a great character. Oh, yeah. I think they could do that. They should yeah. do that. Yeah. I'd like to see um, more. Uh, Paul, Paul says, and Paul brings up a good point. Paul in the comments says, much like in real life, if you don't speak English, people treat you pretty bad. Yeah. You know? Um, good point. Yeah. Uh, the comics are really good. I don't know if you guys read the Star Wars comics, but the Star Wars comics are really mm-hmm. good. Uh, that was a hard pivot, but like, uh, it just reminded me, there's a, there's a literal comic where Vader goes to deal with Mon, uh, uh, Mon, goes to Mon Cala, where the Mon Calamari are from, and you see a young Akbar and young rabbits dealing with their king's death. And like, it, and it's like the spark of the rebellion, and like there's a prophecy that Mon Calam Mon Cala will be like a big part of the rebellion. There's like this prophecy, and like they are because they are the ones who supply a lot of the ships, and then the best admirals too. Uh, so anyway, read yeah. the comics. Read the comics if you get a chance. But Steve, what were you gonna say before I interrupted you? I'm sorry. Uh, it's gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say, this has been uh, very enjoyable. I love talking Star Wars, and I love that we have different takes on stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I would, yeah. I, will, I would like to do this again sometime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not only that we have different uh, takes, but, like, we're also uh, – we're not at each other's throats. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a level of right, right. Uh, uh, no, discourse, you know, that we can do. Um uh, because you know, we're running out of time. Does anyone have any closing thoughts that you guys would like to share uh, about Star Wars or, or whatnot? I'm excited about Taiko Watiti. Yes, yeah. I think, and to get, I, I'm excited about them tackling a thousand years before when the Republic was going on. I I want to see that, and I'm kind of glad that the Game of Thrones guys are are out skis because they need source <laughs> material. They need, they need, that's like uh, Zack Snyder. He's great when you get a comic book that gives you all the slides and tells you exactly how to film the movie. But coming up with stuff by yourself, yeah. But uh, Taika Waititi, I think he's going to do a great job. Uh, you can have a different kind of a tonal thing with more humor. It won't be tied into the Skywalker thing. Um, I, I, I like that they're resetting and hopefully diving into the story more in realizing they they rush things too much and it sounds like they did yeah yeah matt um you know nothing really i think it's odd we didn't touch mandalorian at all (laughs) i wish we would but oh well i mean no no big deal we kind of hinted at it but you know man that you could have that another time when uh you know mandalorian season two is about to release yeah but um i don't know i think my thing is just like just within the the fandom just everyone just kind of chill out man that's, that's that's kind of my closing thoughts. Like, yeah, you know, there's nothing to get super angry about. This is we're just all having fun. We're just sitting along for the ride, and uh, you know, things can be disappointing. Not everything's gonna go your way, and just you know, sit, just let's just enjoy the ride. Right. That's my. That's just all. Yeah. My well said. Excellent. I, I think that like uh, obviously we all know that life changes, right? 
like like life, you know, uh, things change in our lives, and some people want their movies to stay the same, and their mo- movies are gonna change too. Like we can't get around that. Like if you want to watch another uh, a new hope, like watch a new hope again. Then you know what I mean. Like right, right. that's that's all you got. Like things are gonna change. Maybe it might still have the magic uh, that 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 the you know the other movies have had. Uh, yeah. That's that's what we're aiming for. Have that magic, right? But at the same time, like also keep in mind that like not everything's made for you. You know, like yeah. like if you don't want a black stormtrooper in your things, like don't watch the movies. Like I don't know what to say. Like things have changed. Like. I don't know what, like what more to say about that, but um, I think my my closing like philosophy about Star Wars is that I don't need nuance in my episodes. I need nuance in the peripheral stuff. Like let's see, so like in a solo like solo movie, like let's see some weird things. Let's see them like really explore some things. Rogue One. Let's take the take the real big. Uh, dr- uh, chances take the real big like uh swings for those ones you know what i mean classic good versus evil is my thing rise of good or rise of bad you know is a is a big thing that i like from the other episodes but it is what it is uh i think that we have a lot to look forward to and even though it's not a movie every year uh it was a bit ambitious for them they could have pulled it off if they knew what they were doing um if they cared you know, if they cared, I think that's what it would come to. Right. Um, uh, but there's Mandalorian season two coming out. Taika Waititi movies coming out. Um, uh, supposedly they're going to do another cartoon series of some sort based off of something, but we'll see. There's a, co- a comics and book initiative called High Republic that looks really cool that we t- talked about on the mm. show uh, a couple months ago with like gold robes and stuff, and like it takes place. Uh, 500 years or I forget how much before uh, episode one and so maybe we'll get a young Yoda in that we don't know but like there's a lot to look forward to as Star Wars fans as long as like I don't know you're not a dick (laughs) you know yeah yeah also also Obi-Wan Obi-Wan Disney Plus and the Rogue One uh, Disney Plus too I think those are gonna be exciting uh, mm-hmm. I like what they're doing with that, and I like that the guy that did Clone Wars, uh, the producer for that or the showrunner, yeah. is involved. Oh, Dave with a Filoni lot of is amazing. Stuff. Yeah, Filoni's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, why isn't yeah. he in charge of the story? Oh my God, we didn't even talk about it. Um, uh, Kevin Feige is involved with Star Wars now too. Oh, so okay. that's got to be good. That's what they should have done probably before. I, I mean, like. That was the biggest thing is not having a creative, I think, tying it all together and being that voice for the artist. Yeah. I think that that hurt the push for all these movies uh, that were hit and miss. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, before we get going, um, Matt, where can we uh, where can we see you next? You got anything um, uh, coming up? You got, you got, <laughs> you got my uh, Instagram handle down there. You yeah. Can, you can uh, take a look there. Uh, I don't really do much <laughs> right now. Uh, just kind of working and hanging out. I have a band that I play in, Cross Check. Um, it's Cross Hyphen Check. They don't really have anything going on. So uh, we did release a record uh, a couple months ago. 
called Overwhelming Odds. You can check that out. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you can get digital music. Um, and uh, if you like it, you like it. Yeah. And your Instagram is at Matthew A. Morey, M-O-R-E-Y. Because uh, I want to I I make this so. into an audio podcast. So, you know, you got to oh, say yes. it Oh, yes. And then, uh, and then uh, Crosschecks is at Crosscheck Music. And you can right. check us out there on the screen. Yeah. And then Matt also Matt also helps out with the Keegs, so uh, he'll be <clears> here. <throat> you know. Oh, uh, maybe I'll show up another time. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, what what's your social media? If you could say that out loud, and like, what's your? Uh, I know we're all in quarantine and lockdown, but like, what do you got going on? Well, we'll see you next. You can check me out Instagram at Steve H O H. Sorry, S T E V E H O H M A N. Steve Homan. Uh, and you can see a really cool, uh, a really great picture of my son dressed as Baby Yoda. So uh, check that out. <laughs> for May the Fourth. Oh, I did oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I, I made a little thing. <laughs> Here we go. If you guys can see that, <laughs> it's super it. cute. That's uh, that's uh, Joaquin. Uh, that's Joaquin. Yeah, uh, newborn son. That's there. awesome. so so, you know that's what i'm up to right now is dressing my son up in impromptu costumes uh once quarantine's over come see me perform at the national comedy theater in san diego uh we have great fun shows mostly clean comedy uh uh short form improv uh but we do a a great uh dirty show on fridays at 9 45 when life gets back to normal which there it is whenever that happens hopefully theater will return and we can have live concerts and, and stuff until then uh, I'll pop silly things on, on Instagram from time to time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We talked about all things star Wars. We hit a little bit more than two hours. And I know that like, once I get off this, I'm like, Oh, I should have talked about this one thing. Oh man. You know? Uh, But luckily this is a weekly show (laughs) and we can always double back if we ever need to. Uh, there's always new things, so uh, I look forward to doing more shows. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you guys so much for watching this, whether you're watching it in the present or in the future or the distant future. The year is 30, 20, and everything's a hologram. I don't know. Uh, Feel free, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, We appreciate you guys uh, being out there. Um, If you want to follow us on Instagram, at The Keeg Show, we got memes galore. That's always fun. Uh, we do a uh, show on Friday night and Saturday afternoons uh, on Twitch. And then we do Mondays and Wednesday nights on Instagram Live where we interview guests. Uh, so that's pretty cool too. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, once again, like, comment, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for watching the show. Uh, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. And this has been The Keeg Live.